16 and 9 last season post break, right? They won their first five and then eight of nine. And with how everything is looking right now and how ridiculous the Western Conference is, the five through eight seeds are separated by one and a half games. 17 and 11, Chris, you should be able to get that done. That's pretty tough. 17 and 11? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a really good record, especially considering just where to I get mean, to forty eight wins. To get to forty eight wins, I think it's going to be tough. Like I, I don't think it's going to be easy. I could, I mean, I'm not saying they're not going to do it. I I believe they will, but it's when you look at the their strength of schedule, which we talked about a lot last week. You know, last year felt not abnormal, but it felt like I mean, yeah, you said they won their first five, they won eight of their first nine. That allowed them to get to that record. And I just, you know, with the inconsistencies that we've seen this year, I know they had two good games against Denver, but if you take those out, what I think they lost or they won two of their last six games. I don't know. Like with the again, with the inconsistency that we've seen this year, I just it's tough for me to see that that they would just definitely be that. Like and, and that's 48 wins, which was good for the three seed last year, but that's not going to be good enough this year. So, I, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. I just i I could see them doing it, but I think forty eight is really the number that I, I feel like it would be the best that they could do. You know how many home games they have? Uh, I looked it up earlier today. Uh, it's like fifteen or something. They have they have quite seventeen. A bit. Yeah, they have quite a bit. So if you win every home game, protect sure. home court, right? You back to 48. <laughs> Every single home going 17 and 0 uh at home. I mean, sure. What? I think they're 15 and 9 to this point this season, uh, which is just just for a second. I mean, mm. the fact that they are taking care of home court this year is so nice to see because it was the the weirdest thing about last season was they were like 10 games above 500 on mm. the road last year. And then at home, I think they were only four or five games above 500 and Right. This year, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, Golden One Center is one of the best, you know, environments you can have in in basketball, and I I hope they can. I hope they can go fifteen and two, fourteen and three. Shoot, I'll take whatever. I'll I'll, I'll take a really good home record, but uh, and they're going to have to. They're going to have to do that if they want to stand a chance. But I don't know. It's just it's just really tough to see uh, these guys playing their best basketball right now. I mean, I assume they'll be more locked in this last stretch of the season than they were up to this point, but they play some tough, tough opponents this year. And it's just, it's just really hard to, 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 you know, go down the list and say, yep, win here, win here, win here. Yeah. Uh, There's just a lot of really quality teams that they have to play. So they kick off with the Spurs. I'm just going to do all the, the, the home games Spurs at home. That's, that is a, have to. Yes. You have to win that game. Spurs at home, Heat at home, Bulls at home. Another have to win. Spurs at home again. You've got to take advantage of the Rockets ones. at home right after that. Yeah. Then you get Bucks at home, mm-hmm. Lakers at home. I believe that Heat game, too, is on the second night of a back-to-back where you're coming from L.A. against That's the Clippers right. to the Heat. That is yep. true. So that game is no no cakewalk. Yep. No. Doesn't matter the record. Then Not they play at all. again on Wednesday in Denver. Yep. So. And then you get – then you are – you got the Bucks at home, Lakers at home, Knicks at home. You get the Grizzlies, must win. Sixers, no Embiid. You got to get Maybe. that one. And then you have Mavericks, Ma- the weird, not a back-to-back, but the same team. 
So Mavericks will be hanging out in Sacramento. Maybe Chris will be able to run into Luca. <laughs> Hopefully. Jazz at home, Clippers at home. It's not a Pelicans the home at schedule, home. Yeah. Pelicans. I've not looked at this home schedule just from the just from the home games. I haven't looked at the schedule just from the home game side of things. You listen to those those are a lot of winnable home games. They're, they are. They are. And some of the like away now so you gotta go back east one more time towards yeah. the end of the season. You're at Knicks, you're at Celtics, mm. at Nets, mm. at Thunder. And then to not this is this is actually hilarious to end the season. You have a back to back between the brutal. Pelicans and the Suns. At home though. Brutal. But the Pelicans and then the Suns who've been going back and forth. And then, last but not least, to end the season, you have the Blazers at home. At least Must they have win. that. At least they have that. But, yeah, I mean, to, to their their end-of-the-season stretch there where, really, I mean, those games are infinitely more important than any other games you play. Like, game 75 on, pretty much, for the Kings is is you have to be playing your best basketball. You have a stretch of the – this is how they end the season is crazy – Home against the Clippers, and then that road trip that you just listed out at Knicks, at Celtics, at Nets, at Thunder, and then to come home and play Pelicans and then Phoenix, the Kings better hope that they are not jockeying for a position at that point in the season because especially if if you know they played 500 ball or whatever, if they're just teetering on play-in tournament at that point, I'm, there is a chance that things go really bad to end the season, and that is not the note that you want to end on. Regardless, even if they do make the playoffs, if they lose, if they end the season losing, you know, four of their last seven or mm-hmm. something, or five of their last seven, that, those are not the vibes you want entering uh, entering the playoffs. Yeah, I. You cannot go limping. Yeah, you cannot go limping into the playoffs, and you got to protect home court. Let's go through now the away games that they will have to handle after that Spurs game you are at Clippers Sunday the 25th February 25th that's going to be a tough one you got the Nuggets again you have the Nuggets again you're at Denver at Minnesota at Lakers got that homestand a pretty long homestand there Mm -hmm. and towards the end of March at Raptors at Wizards at Magic Okay, at Knicks, at Celtics, at Nets, at Thunder, and then you're home again. Chris, there is easily 17 wins between so these two. So that's what I was going to say. Let's let's go to, let's do the most pointless exercise in sports. And let's go down the list and let's say what are what are in your opinion, what are the absolute no excuses got to have it? And okay, let's the no count, excuses. Let's count those up. I mean, first game Spurs for sure, no excuse. right? No excuse there. And then the next one probably doesn't come until that Bulls game. Yeah, yeah you would Bulls, say there. So there's two. Um, Spurs, Spurs again, gotta have it. Houston, I'm not. I, you can't lose three times to Houston this season. Uh, so what is that? Four games. Um, Grizzlies. Grizzlies gotta have it. There's five. Toronto, I would say gotta have it. Washington gotta have it. One of those Dallas games mm-hmm. gotta have it. Jazz gotta have it. Jazz, I yeah, I mean, you know, that's about as easy as it's gonna get and, in the and, West. And that's a that's a game you have to have because of the games that you tricked off earlier in the season. Right, exactly. And that's also the last game before that stretch I just outlined of Clippers, Knicks, Celtics, Nets, Thunder, Pelicans, Suns. You gotta get that Jazz win to lock in some form of victory. Win. You gotta get the Nets. And I, yeah, I don't, and I think, I don't think it's gonna Nets, be easy. And game. I think you gotta get the Blazers. So yep. that puts us at like eleven. 11 wins, which is, again, if we're and 
you know, you do got to kind of factor in, you know, they're probably going to go of those 11, probably nine and two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so where are your eight other wins coming from? They have to come from from quality quality opponents. And, right. uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of them. I mean, you do have some lesser end teams. You have the Lakers. You have the Magic. Um, you've got, yeah, you've got the back to back with Dallas. You can definitely win both of those. That's, that's not out of the question. Um, OKC's team that you've handled for the most part this year, besides the last matchup. And then man, New Orleans, let's put New Orleans on the gotta have it because you cannot go for a different reason. Would that be 0 five this year against the Pelicans? You, You can't have that. So again, it's, it's, yeah, I guess the, the, it's just, it's going to be tough. I just think, and that's we're just talking to get you at forty eight wins. Mm-hmm. That's just to get you at forty eight. If we're talking fifty, if we're talking. Monty McNair was on with Dave last week. He said the goal for this team is to try and get home court advantage. So trying to get at least into a top four seed. I think they're uh, four games back of of Denver right now for that four seed. You're going to have to play incredible. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have to win twenty games and. I mean, you're you're gonna have to beat a ton of opponents that you probably I don't want to say you're not supposed to beat, but you're probably gonna have to beat Denver for a third time this month. You're probably gonna have to take down the Timberwolves at some point. You're gonna have to break a streak of the Sixers and Bucks. You have to beat them. What it's right. been like? I don't even know. The I think the Bucks was the last 15 times the Kings have played them. They've lost. Mm-hmm. Sixers has been like eight or nine. You've got to break one of those two. Like you, you're just gonna. I mean, news newsflash. If you want to make the playoffs, you're gonna have to beat or win some tough games, and you're gonna have to beat some quality opponents. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's tough for me to blindly give this Kings team faith just off of again the inconsistency that we've seen all year long. It's the only thing that's been consistent about this team is the inconsistency. All guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop, 916-339-1140. Do you think the Kings are contenders or pretenders? Would you call the Kings contenders or pretenders? Unfortunately, I think they live somewhere in the middle, which I think means that they are pretenders, right? If you're closer to a – if you're in the middle – you're not really a contender, right? Yeah, I, w- I would say I would say that's probably the best way of putting it because like they're close, mm-hmm. I guess. But at the same time, like if you're gonna put them in the same tier as Denver and the Clippers and uh, you know Minnesota, if you will, and Phoenix, like they're they're at the bottom of that tier, even if they are in that tier. And so yeah, I, I would definitely say, especially again when you factor in how they've played this year, they have not earned the right. To say, oh no, this Kings team is is entitled to a certain expectation in the play. Like I think that realistically, I mean, at this point, the hope is that they can get into the playoffs, and then once they make it there, I think we'll we'll just have to reevaluate from there. But right now, I mean, I, anything more than saying, ah, uh, yeah, the Kings are a play-in team that you know if they get hot, maybe they can be like like our favorite phrase here, make some noise, make some noise, but. Besides that, I don't know if they're destined for anything greater. When we get back, we will discuss and tie a bow on the All-Star game and Chris's gripes Ugh. about the we game. We fix the celebrity game. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.
Cleveland Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. All right, this is it, Chris Watkins. After this, it's over. Yeah. Let's let's just tie a bow on it. Okay. The all-star game gripes, whatever you got, just, just get them out and we move forward. Let's start with Friday, the celebrity game. Again, can we just keep it simple? We don't need Ruffles crunch time. I don't need a four-point spot. Also, I completely agree with you. I had the thought during the uh, during the game, but you, you brought it up during crosstalk. These football players are ruining the game. Yeah. They are like, you cannot have Kai Sanat and Micah Parsons on the same floor. Right. Like, unless there's some understanding that, hey, football players, like, take it easy. Like, right. we know you guys are the world-class athletes, but you're going against actors and streamers. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's maybe tone down the athleticism a bit. Can I like, ask you guys how the LED floor was? I only saw a couple of clips of it, and it looked kind of cool. It was cool. It's a bit much. Yeah. It's just, yeah. again, like, I, I don't... I don't think it really enhanced the product at all. Like it, it was probably just for advertisements, even though they do right screen on stuff per yes. quarter. Yeah. yeah. But uh, hmm. Okay. It, it, I mean, I think it's more about yeah what it what it can be in the future and what it means for you know yeah what what they can do essentially yeah for marketing and things like that. But I I don't think it was as spectacular as what the NBA was hoping for. But you know that's that's just me. I did see a couple people really praising the court i mean it's cool it's really cool technology Mm -hmm. and it's cool that they can make it like a usable floor but i don't i don't really know what the practical use for it is yeah and you have the ruffle the the celebrity game the the ruffle thing where you you pressed a button and every all the points were worth four or whatever it was i think they have yeah i think they need to remove the athletes and just have an athlete game yes anybody that's willing it's almost as if this is a, a way for athletes to be able to play because it's not a bunch of athletes. I think that you'd probably get some players unable to play because it could be in their contract. Sure. Hey, yeah. Now I don't know what the rule is. If you every summer we see these dudes, Miles Garrett and whoever playing pickup. Yeah. So I don't know where that it is different to be playing pickup versus hey, you're on national TV. Right. But I think if you and people are gonna say, hey, don't put baseball in that category but you know Mookie Betts he he can dunk he can get yeah. down now so I think if you just do it could be mostly NFL players that's fine yeah. but just a pro athlete game yeah and just make that I think you can keep the celebrity all-star game you can probably put that before and make it shorter yes do make it two short halves right. of the celebrity all-star game and then you do the, the halftime of the it of could the, be uh, athlete game. it could be and then you do an athlete game because, yeah, it just turns into let's just watch the three best athletes that yeah. are the youngest and most athletic. Let's just watch them yeah. prove that they can ball, yeah. which it didn't used to – I feel like it didn't used to be like that. No, it definitely did not. It used to be just about the – maybe it's I, – I don't know. I really don't – maybe it's because there's streamers instead of, like, real actors out there and, mm-hmm. like, the football players are just like, we're the most famous people on this floor. Mm-hmm. Everybody's here to see us. Let's just cook. Right. I don't know. I, I – I think that there is value in the celebrity game. They just need to, yeah, I think they just need to simplify it. And again, I think that's the theme of the entire weekend is just simplify it. I don't know if you watched the skills contest. Of course I did. Like, what are they? They're throwing balls. Like, that's honestly the best use of the LED floor was that they were able to count up the individual spots in which they threw it. Because when we watched it last year in Salt Lake, in person, 
you have no there's no counter there's no like and even the 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 counter isn't 100% accurate it's not in real time because there's so many balls going into the nets and then you know you got to figure out was that an 8 pointer or a 10 pointer or a 6 pointer it's too much. Like, it's just, can we just do, I think Tyrese even asked for it. The only thing I'm going to agree with Tyrese Halliburton about all weekend, <laughs> can we just run through some cones and pass into some tires right. and call it a day? Like, yeah. why has it got to be all this three rounds, three right. teams Oh, this team three? won this round, then there was yeah, sudden death. Too. And it's like, what is going on? Yeah, what and now doing? first team to make a, a half, and then you got Scotty Barnes throwing right. it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for half court shots. That's cool, but like, I mean, yeah, let's just let's keep it light. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it was a lot from the nine one six on the Folsom Lake Honda text line. I thought LED floor was terribly distracting. Yes, and cheesy. Yeah, I can't. I was wondering how it would affect the shooters, like because it, like right. people were memeing. There's that uh, Seinfeld meme of the dude opening the door and it's like all red. People right, used it right, for the beam right. and to say it's the purple. It's the beam, Jerry. Uh, somebody did it with like green and was right. like, it's the LED floor and it's just like green <laughs> popping all over their face. And it's like, I feel like it's distracting for the players too. Like, yeah. I mean, not that anybody really cares in an all-star game, but I would be upset by it. Yeah, it was it, it was a lot all weekend and I still can't get over that that Adam Silver sound <laughs> at the end. He was just so upset. Well, yeah. you did it. Yeah. Good job. That was the you most officially broke it. I hope yeah. you're happy. Right. It was just disappointing. Yeah. And Adam, that's literally why you get paid the big bucks yep. to fix this. So figure it out, Adam. Find a, and I think he will, and I think he's gonna fix it just in time for people in Northern California <laughs> to be able to to go without having to to get on a plane. Yeah, my gripes from even like the three point shootout too, sorry, but like mm-hmm. that starry four point shot. Like What's I get that people are with shooting that? more. What was wrong with just the racks? Like, I mean, nobody. And also, like, two people made them. No, I know Cap made them. I Cap made a couple yeah. actually. Yeah. I think I like the story. Uh, but it's whatever. I mean, it's that's that's about as experimental as I'm willing to get. Like, uh, you can add that four point shot, but even then, I'm like, is that really necessary? Like, I like kinda, the story. Kind of changing the math a bit on on the three point shootout. What? Well, 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 yeah, well, you are, so then the records, right? Well, all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody cares about all-star well, three-point shooting records, but no, I mean, you know, there is that argument, Just too. throw a half-court shot into Might the— as well. Seriously, I mean, yeah, if we want to be— contra- Like, why not? Yeah. Why not just throw a half-court shot in there and have it worth 10? Yeah, and then lastly, the slam Actually, dunk— you win. You win the contest if you hit that. The, sla- the slam dunk contest— <laughs> Is there any save in this thing? They were having a conversation. They were going back and forth about what's the premier event. Yeah. Three-pointer or slam dunk. Yeah. It, it is three-pointer right now, but they're not going to change it. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to be that bad, it's the three-point three shootout. But I do like, after Kenny spewed all of his ridiculousness, they did end up having a pretty decent conversation of, this should be the future of the three-point shootout. Mm. Just do, like, Steph, Dame, and whoever, Trey Young against next year, do Caitlin Clark, Sabrina, and Jewel Lloyd, or, yeah, you know, yeah. Arika Kumawale, or something. Like, have it be NBA versus WNBA. I think that would be, uh, like you said, I think Steph and Sabrina was definitely the highlight of the weekend or of that Saturday. 
Why not blow that out? And I think that's got some real staying power, and it does a lot of benefit for the WNBA, which is tied into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing a really great job of putting people at a front and center stage and uh, and showcasing their talent. So I, I think that's the thing to really focus on if I'm the NBA. But that's – the three-point contest didn't really need any fixing. You're enhancing it, but I don't yeah. think it needed fixing. How – how do you fix slam dunk? Is there a world where the it, there's no world where it goes away, but it just it tur- there has to be a B, there has to be a B for something similar to what the Kings have. Oh, who's gonna have the best dunk? Right, right. There just has to be some pride that comes back to yeah. it, and I think that somebody will at some point. Maybe it's Ja. Yeah. Maybe it's somebody like Ja, somebody that is going to say, you know what, my legacy is going to be bringing back sure. the slam dunk contest. Yeah. And sorry, Mac McClung, it does matter who it is. It, <laughs> it cannot be you. Yeah. It it's just the, can't be you. Yeah. It can, it's got to be somebody that people look up to, right? right? It's yeah. got to be a jaw. Why Giannis? Giannis doesn't even have a dunk bag. No, so, so no one's even no. asked for Giannis to be in it. You know who was cooking? Ant would be ridiculous. Ant, but you know who was cooking with the dunks and they said something during the All-Star game? Cat. Really, Cal had some nasty dunks, and they said, "You know Change what? Change the game. You got it. He he's, he is changing it, and his threes. Remember his? Did you see his foot all up on the line? Oh yeah, yes. From That's why he shot. kept on Trash. ending, and then his scores were less. Than, didn't he have twenty four? Yeah. And went down to twenty two because he kept on stepping on the line, yeah. and people were just roasting him about that. But yeah, yeah. I think at the very least, if it is going to be a, a layup, one thing I will say about the whole layup line thing and the and this the high scoring and no defense is yeah if you're not going to do the slam dunk contest I'm going to give kudos to Cat for at yeah, least doing some show. different dunks right How do you feel I, about the Luca half court shot or full oh man. court shot I saw That's one from Giannis that almost made me want to vomit where you didn't do the slam dunk contest he got on a fast break and Chrissy laid it up that to me, I don't care about that's no so defense, but right? that's disrespectful. Yes. You can't expect, because I think that's the TV. I say, if you don't like it, don't watch. If you paid your tickets to go there, yes, 100%. Th- th- that's trapped. when you're literally trapped. Yes. It, no defense, fine, but at least give a, a pseudo dunk yes. contest. Yes. And as much as I think people like three point competitions in a certain situation, but just chucking up threes during the game, it's not going to hit the same as a three-point contest unless you have the right people and it's a bit of a battle and you're going back and forth. But random people doing it, it's just just not going to work. It's just not going to work. When we get back, back to King's Talk as we get ready for the second half and we will read some of your texts that are highlighting how you can make the All-Star game and weekend better. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. From the 209, let me get a game of knockout at the All-Star game. From the 530, don't need to be afraid to repeat old dunks. It's a creativity at this point, ruining it. Just power them home. Yeah, I was going to say that. The thing about Mac McClung 
is that he dunks everything with authority, right? The, the Jacob Toppin one, even though it was very, you know, it was very complex, there weren't, an, you need some oomph. You need yes. some anger. Yeah. You need to dunk with authority, right? You didn't see that. I'm trying to remember, did you see this? It was, it was the, the guys playing knockout, right? But somebody, I think, I think it, it was another player and they said that they don't call the game knockout. I for, I forgot. Really? Yes, they called it something else. I'll see if I can find okay. it, but yeah, they were joking about they played knockout during a practice or something like that and somebody said oh, I don't call <laughs> it. Knockout? Oh, there you go. Yeah. I I found it. This guy is from Canada. This is Josh Eberly who does hoops for a hoop mag and he says he he has a picture of Luka and Jokic playing knockout during All-Star game practice and he says this game is called bump. Do Americans call this knockout? Apparently, because I've never bump? heard bump in my life. No, yeah. I guess you're bumping the ball. I guess, right. But no, I mean, it's always, it's, it's always been knockout. Ever since, I feel like, you know, knockout is like literally one of the first, I think it might have been like my first basketball experience is playing knockout. And it's been knockout ever since preschool, so... I'm I'm not here for bumping. Yeah, and by anyway. the way, bumping is the worst. Part. If you're that person who has the ball and bumps somebody else's ball like out mm-hmm. to the to the great beyond, you gotta do it. It's part of the game. No, you gotta do Where's it. It's part the of the integrity. Game. No, there especially is especially not at this point. It's like if you're not in grade school, like you know, let the kids run off the energy. That's fine. Sure. But like if you're in high school or God forbid playing, you know, knockout in college, like don't just just. Come on, we're we're all. No one's trying to chase that ball. Come on, we all got stuff to do. I look. That's part of the game. No. That's part of the game. Yes. Yeah, so let me get a game of knockout at the All Star game. People have talked about one on one. Yeah, too king of the hill. It'd be too competitive. I think the problem is, it, it, any game they play is gonna like dance the line of like I really don't care about this. Mm-hmm. Like, and so because that's honestly when you were bringing up the 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 athlete celebrity game. The problem would be if you just put athletes in that game, they're going to go 100%. And right. I, I feel like if you do a one-on-one game, they're going to want to go 100%, but at the same time they're going to say this is still all-star. I'm going to like they did pig, right? Mm-hmm. They did uh uh pig, I think or horse, it might have even been horse. Uh like 10 years ago probably at this point, right. and it just it just doesn't work. And so you also have to factor in yeah, it's a fun game, but how entertaining is it to watch? Because right. it turned out a bunch of dudes missing jumpers or, you know, blindfolded one-hand hook shots. Like, it's not really entertaining to watch them miss for three minutes. From the 916, if you noticed, most players missed their first couple of shots after that stupid starry ball shot. It took them out of their rhythm. That too. Right. That's a great point. You're like, you're shooting from a certain distance, and then you're going to take one 30 footer I and like then go the right back. It's not bad. It's just, I, as you know, maybe do it at the end. Like yeah. maybe run to the line after you're done clearing the racks and then do them or something. I, I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't, it, it doesn't, it, it's like my least egregious thing that they do, but it's still, even that's not, not great. I hated too the dunk contest. I'm glad that they, they're at least keeping the dunk contest as simple as possible. It's just trash. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple of years ago they had, might have even been like 10, 15 years ago, they had like a wheel of dunk that like essentially told the people beforehand what their dunk had to be. Mm-hmm. That that didn't work. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, I, my my general rule of thumb for All-Stars, just 
just keep it simple, man. Basketball is a great entertaining game as it is. I don't really think you need to spice it up and throw sticks into it. Yeah, so we will see what happens next year in the Bay. I think this this could be the – I don't know if we say this every season or not, but this does feel like the one that might change things. What, I hope. What is going to change? I'm not sure, but I think something will change as they head to the Bay next year. From the 209, I might have missed it, but did you guys touch on the Sac State clip with that player getting oh getting hit a bunch of times? You, I think you sent it to me, right? I sent it to you. <laughs> and look, here on these airwaves, we did Crazy. we did close shout outs and closeouts. Dude, shout out and I State. and I said shout out Sac State starting their season. Little did I know Sac State was about to go viral. So this this guy, Sac State baseball player Matt Mascaligeno had quite the memorable debut with the Hornets. He was hit by a pitch eight times in what? nine plate appearances. What? In one game? Like that's I think it was over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in one game over the weekend. Like, what do you even do at that point? You just look at the ump and you're like, are we gonna are we gonna do something about this? It's gotta feel personal and you know, if you're, you could tell his his parents clearly weren't in the stands because there would have been a brawl. I would yeah. assume. Like, if my kid gets hit eight out of nine plate appearances, I'm stepping on the field. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some words with either the ump or the manager or somebody and say we're just gonna let this happen. My kid is pretty much being abused out here. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he actually got called back. I think he might have been hit nine times, really? or maybe they cha- or maybe they're including the eight. But essentially, they they called him back on one of them. The ump got in the way, or got not got thought that the player got in the way. Matt did, and, and called him back. Yeah, if you're getting hit that much, you got to be on top of the plate. And I believe the the rule guess, is yeah. you don't have to get out of the way. Just it has to. You have to. You have to not lean into it, right? Sure. Which is yeah. a fine line yes. if you're just kind of hanging over. Because sometimes like bracing you, could, you could essentially leaning. be in yeah. the strike zone if you crowd it enough. So my guess would be that this is not new for this kid. A lot of That's these teams point. have That's a guy point. like that yeah. who their job is to just get on base. Yeah. I haven't seen the compilation of all the hits, but <laughs> oh, it's out there. I saw it. Unless he's just literally, you know, getting unless he's getting hit in. How many different places he got hit? Yeah. That's when you would, as a parent, say, hey, what's going yeah. on here? But if he's getting hit in that elbow pad at sure. least four or five times, right. Right. that's that's him kind of doing what he needs to do for the team. Sure. So you're saying as a baseball, as, as a former player, mm-hmm. you're saying fair or foul, bit fair. In terms it, to of To me, yeah. it, I would have to see all of them, but my guess is that he was crowding the plate, and gotcha. that's kind of his thing. Okay. I don't think they just randomly beamed this right. kid. I would hope not. I would really hope eight not. Eight times. It's. I don't Look. think, that, unless there's a Sac State Loyola Marymount beef <laughs> that we're not know, aware man. of, which I, I don't believe that there is. <laughs> John and Sac getting back to the, the All-Star game. What about ISO? Yeah, one-on-one, which show individual defense and offense. You know, I just don't think that... They want to fix this thing, but I just don't know how much they care. Yeah, that's I think right. they want to make it better, but I don't think I, – I don't know that they even view Saturday night as a problem Yeah, because, hey, it's the dunk contest. They're not competing. Right. What do you want us to do? I don't I don't think they're I think we spent more time talking about the celebrity all-star game than they're <laughs> yes. going to spend. And as far as Sunday, it's just on the guys. Yeah. 
Oh, by the way, let's 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 discuss the Sam Amick thing about play, paying the players. Yeah, we already discussed how Sabonis missed on I think one point seven because yep. he wasn't named. A lot of these guys have incentives, and this is I think Ant said this or Shea said this a couple of years ago. A lot of these guys they have incentives when the, just to get selected. Yep. So now you want to get paid again to play. What is that even, guys? What are we talking yeah. about here? Right. You want to get paid to make it and I, then get paid to play? I hate to, to play, play this card too, but y'all already make like $50 million. It's bad. Like, and I on. think it's a bad look to even throw this around. I, I, think, I do too. Agreed. I think it's awful. Yeah. I, I don't know what the win is. I mean, yeah, I have no idea who would want that information out. It's definitely not the players or the PA, but that that's that's terrible. It's just a really bad look because, you, you know, you guys are already paid tons of money and you know, just just play for the pride of the game or for the love of the game. I totally understand why you don't want to get hurt. I get all of that. And, you know, to the, to the one-on-one point, I think a lot of guys don't want to be embarrassed because if you do give full effort and then Kyrie Irving puts you on the floor, that thing's going to be memed for the rest of your career. So, I And I think that's why a lot of guys don't do the dunk contest either is because they don't want to be embarrassed. But, you know, I, I feel like for, for the overall game itself, man, it's just just – just go out there, man. Like I, I just, I, I'm not saying that they have to go out there and and give their 100, percent but there should be some line of, I'm playing 80, 85, percent and it feels like instead they're playing like 20. Yeah, this was Amick's quote here, but here's the uncomfortable truth: in this season, in which the league's inaugural in-season tournament paid players of the winning team 500 grand apiece. That may be the only way to fix this problem as currently constructed. Players on the winning all-star team get 100000 each. And players on the losing team get 25000 This apparently is the pay-for-play era, even yeah. if the league already has players topping at $50 million, the $50 million mark in annual salary and a seven-figure minimum. So they are already are getting paid. Yeah, I mean, they just they, want to get paid more. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's it's pretty much what it is. It's, I, I would rather just say you don't feel like it than than say pay me because I, I'm not going to go there. We don't have enough time mm-hmm. to discuss how they're in the one of one percent. I just don't think it's a good look at all. All right, coming back, we have the Drive Guys crosstalk. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Joined by Whitey Gleason, Siles and Watkins. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you to Nate Littlefield for doing his thing. From the 916, what do you think about the USA All-Stars versus World All-Stars? Huh? In flag football? <laughs> huh? We are getting to All-Star that game. I mean, I think the problem is, honestly, USA gets destroyed. Uh, you think so? I mean, yeah, I guess if you're maybe counting Joel Embiid as an American nowadays, it's maybe a little bit more even, but, I mean, you still, what, it's like Luka, Giannis, Jokic, Shea would technically be in the world category. Um, and I RJ mean, Barrett, yeah, world. Sure. 
<laughs> sure, he can he can play on the bench. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it'd just be it'd be tough sledding for us. Killian Hayes. Killian I mean, Hayes. I mean, come on, come on. If, if Mac McClung can play in the dunk contest, Killian Hayes. That's can also play in true. The game. Did he get picked up yet? No, no, he didn't. Okay, no, no. Yeah. All right. So he can wear a nice little NBA jersey or something. Just yeah, like a generic NBA. Ignite or something. Who's that? Rob Lowe when he wore yes, just the, the NFL, NFL hat. hat. I love that so much. <laughs> I right. I wish I could p- pull that off. Why did you did you waste any of your breath <laughs> or your time complaining about the All Star Game or All Star Weekend? I watched a little of the All Star Weekend after the fact. I didn't watch any of the All Star Game, and I'm a little surprised how um, I understand the disappointment, but some people seem surprised that it's you know what it is, and it's like hello. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's kind of where we are right now with this thing. Yeah. Um, all-star games, other than, you know, baseball still kind of works because of the nature of the game. But the Pro Bowl, you know, for years, the commissioner and writers, what's wrong with that? They got to fix this. And finally, they decided, nope, we can't. Yeah. Literally I think flag that's football where we're headed. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where we're headed with the basketball all-star game as well. So what would be the equivalent of flag football? for? I mean, isn't it already kind of flag football? It kind of is at this point. I guess it would just be leaning into just more events. Like, I mean, do, yeah, do a knockout, do a game of horse. Yeah. Do, you know, do things like that. Just don't have of, a game. Don't have the game, I guess, and just keep it, you know, almost like make it a Nickelodeon show. Like, just mm-hmm. try and make it as fun as possible. And, I mean, I, I you're not getting anything out of the game now, so mm-hmm. maybe at least you can get some – good publicity or some good PR out of it or, you know, maybe pick up some young fans or something. But I, I just don't know what they're – I don't. I also – I mean, I think the NBA needs to ask the question of themselves. And I think, Alan, you might have put it out on socials, but what are they – what is their goal? What are they mm-hmm. trying to even get out of the weekend? I don't think they've asked themselves that question mm-hmm. in a long time. You guys saw the TV numbers? I did not. No, from – They're up like 20%. But that was Steph. In, is that from the weekend or problem. Sunday? I believe that's from the All Star Game. I will double check my numbers. Poor people, man. Yeah, because it's like it didn't do quite as well as the Pro Bowl, but it came close. Yeah. Well, that's insane. I know. I know Saturday. Right? Like, I know Saturday bars did well. across America. <laughs> like, yeah, I think a lot of that was the the Steph and Sabrina yeah. thing. You know, not not to to get too deep here, but I do wonder if some of this outrage about the NBA also or about the all-star game also connects to just the idea of NBA players. It's a, it's a player player empowered league and just the whole kind of idea of the players being spoiled a little bit. I think that the NFL got a break because football is just so dangerous that you couldn't kind of do something halfway anyway. So all right, the, the the players never really got blamed for the Pro Bowl because it's just awkward. Right. But I think with basketball, there's already a bit of a notion with certain people that these guys are spoiled and these guys get whatever they want. So I do wonder if Adam Silver is maybe a little bit more motivated to fix this yeah. because it is a bit of a bad look. It's Good also luck. like you could say, like, I mean, players play all summer and – those games, like those runs, look more competitive than the All Star game. Right. So to your point of like, you can't give us like even that level of effort. Like mm-hmm. you can say, hey, I'm not going to go 100. percent I don't want to be injured trying to block a Steph Curry layup or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like it's possible to play basketball and not not 
put yourself in harm's harm's way. Right, right. And we're not asking people to... The question is, where is that line? We're not asking people to dive into the bleachers or into the stands and dive on the floor and, and go crazy here. That's why I think that how you fix this is... Maybe not, maybe not Jimmy Butler, but I think that Russell Westbrook should just automatically be able to go to every All Star game because that guy only knows how to play hard. He just gets to go every single season, even when he's done playing. He just comes back because he's gonna get on people one way or the other. I hate it. Yeah, you know it's funny it. you mentioned Jimmy Butler, and uh, this is kind of a non sequitur, but you reminded me of it. Sunday night for my uh, nephew Owen's birthday, we went to this restaurant. It's a Turkish restaurant mm-hmm. in Pacifica. And it was really good. And so we start talking about, you know, Turkey and Turkish players. And I mentioned Ennis Freedom. Huh. You know, and he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I remember him. And we looked him up. Do you know that year of that draft, Jimmy Butler was the 30th player taken. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard was 15th. Mm. Clay Thompson was 11th. Ennis Cantor was like third. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't play a single college game that year either. <laughs> wow. He yeah. was third. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I know. Can't teach height. He played Can't for a long height. time. But hey. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, that happens, man. Like, Dario Saric was, what, five? I mean, even our guy. I love him. Alex Len, number three, taking yeah. the draft. If, like, or number yeah. four or five or something. Right. They're always going to take a chance. Yeah. And if you're wrong, and that's why it's so funny, right, because if you look back and, and people will say, it really just depends on what happens in that draft. And, and to that point, Whitey, there were clearly some guys taken – in that draft, but it's funny how certain teams get, I guess, a worse rap than others for whiffing, even though every team whiffs. It's just every team whiffs. Well, you know, the Kings got that year. They ended up with, they drafted Biombo, but they ended up with Jimmer. <laughs> yeah. That's that's another one. Bismack Biombo still playing, still kicking. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I think about it every time. I'm Jimmer. Like, there he is. Right. I mean, and famously, and I think it's just crazy when certain teams can whiff so much for the T-Wolves to pass on Steph twice and all these years Kings later. Did Kings did too. And all these years later, the T-Wolves haven't won anything, but you you eventually get an Anthony Edwards and a Carl Anthony Towns. Darko Milicic. Yeah. Sure the, did. Yeah, and the Bosch, uh, D-Wade, LeBron, Carmelo draft. No, that was the uh, Pistons. Pistons. Oh, that's did. right. Yes, yes. That's right. You're, yes. you're right. I Minnesota ended up with him. Yes, they, they did him. end up with Thank him. Thank you. Yes. I right. think there they does. They did draft, by the way, the, the year I was talking about, yes. Derek Williams with the second pick. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I, I thought he was going to be really good. <sighs> yeah. He was fun in Sacramento. Yeah. I, wonder how, <laughs> he was not I good. wonder how often NBA, this is more of a summer thing, I wonder how often NBA teams rotate scouts, right? Because if you're looking at teams that are still in the dumpster and you've had pick after pick after pick, Whose fault is that? But the scouts only have so much say. Yeah. 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 You know, no one goes, well, I don't like this guy, but my yeah. scout liked him. So, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Blame it on Tim if, yeah. if this guy I'm just thinking, you know, you're, you're bringing up the Pistons and, you know, they, they got that, the, the one championship with the crew, but they, they're back to stinking again. And they basically stunk in the interim. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Teams that suck tend to stay suck. I just read a it's thing. It's just kind of how it goes. Tyrese Halliburton over the weekend was talking about how mad he was when Detroit took Killian Hayes instead of him. He's like, wow. what? They did what? Yeah. Well, well sometimes, I'm sure Detroit's <laughs> mad too yeah. now. Sometimes it uh, ends up working out for you. And, I mean, it's it's weird how those kind of situations happen too where it's like you're just like so focused on draft night about like I want to be the highest pick possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it ended up yeah. working out. 
about as well as it could have for Tyree. And then right. I was just telling uh, Chris, apparently when Halliburton was going to get traded, this obviously was years after he got drafted, he's going to get traded. He's on the phone with his representatives, and, and his representatives are telling him, King said they're going to move you, but we don't know what team. And he's like, what's going on? What team's it going to be? And this other voice says, wow, I think it's Indiana. And he's like, is that Woj? Woj was on the phone with Halliburton and his representatives. He's like, what is he doing on the call? Wow. He was the one who knew. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's so strange to me. Like, that almost brings up, like, when the Adam – like, it's almost weird that he knows more than, like, agents and GMs. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like, it's just – like, how is Woj the one with the most information in that situation? Like about pa- I mean, one thing, honestly, I learned from the whole Vegas trip as, you know, you look at people in their careers and just kind of the media row thing in general. As, you know, we talked to Lee Steinberg and he's telling us right. his story. Show me the money. This life is just all about relationships, man. I mean, you can go to school. You can learn this. You can learn that. If you know how to use your relationships, timing too, and timing, that's just what it is because there's no real re. I mean, they're going to what Woj is getting this information because of the power that he now has yeah. because of the relationships that he's built. Right. It's not about. I mean, Woj could leave ESPN tomorrow. Yeah. And right. be fine. Can yeah, I tell you my Lee Steinberg story real quick? Sure. Talk to him yeah. at the. You know, when the Super Bowl was in. San Francisco, mm-hmm. which was Carolina and Denver, and we San were interviewing Clara. him. And I was working with our buddy Mark Kreidler, whose son at the time was going to UCLA, and he's now on the Tigers. He's a baseball player. So Lee Steinberg's like, oh, Mark, yes, well, you know, because his son yeah. didn't have an agent yet. And he gives him his card. You, We're having a big party tonight. Why, you should come to this party. And he looks over me and goes, you can come too. And that... <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right, I didn't Appreciate make it. it. Wow. Yeah, like, yeah, you can come to Well, yeah. fun, funny enough, we did get invited to a party. We got invited to the Michael Irvin Playmaker Party. And we got that invite, not from Michael Irvin, from somebody else. But it was funny because we interviewed Lee Steinberg. Thought it was a great interview. I but clearly, you guys were going to talk to cl- Clearly, he does, you know, this is his thing every Super Bowl, as you mentioned. He does, he does the rounds. And then we left Saturday morning anyway. But what happened Saturday night? The Lee Steinberg Super Bowl party, and I was upset because I'm thinking Not Lee didn't invite us. Yeah, yeah. Lee didn't, didn't invite us. Jay. Didn't even yeah. tell Jay, or maybe he did tell Jay. Maybe he did because we were gone <laughs> yeah. already. But I saw people taking pictures. I'm like, does that say Lee Steinberg Super Bowl party? And I, it doesn't even matter because I wasn't going to be there, but I right. wanted to go. Yeah, I wanted it's a to thought go. That counts. It yeah. is a thought that counts. I got invited and didn't go. Alan. You did get invited, and that's one thing we didn't. All right, thank you for listening to Styles and Watkins, Nate. Littlefield, thank you for doing your thing. As always, we will talk to you tomorrow. Drive Guys up next. Until then, secure the bag, light the beam.